On a warm summer's evening On a train bound for nowhere I met up with a gambler We were both too tired to sleep So we took turns of staring Out the window at the darkness The boredom overtook us And he began to speak He said, son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces And knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of aces For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice So I handed him my bottle And he drank down my last swallow Then he bombed a cigarette And asked me for a light And the night got deathly quiet And his face lost all expression Said if you're gonna play the game, boy You gotta learn to play it right You got to know when to hold up Know when to fold up Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting When the dealing's done Every gambler knows that the secret to surviving Is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep Cause every hand's a winner and every hand's a loser And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window Crushed out his cigarette Faded off to sleep And somewhere in the darkness The gambler he broke even But in his final words I found an ace that I could keep You got to know when to hold them Know when to fold them Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting When the deal is done You got to know when to hold them When to hold Know when to fold them Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting When the deal is done You got to know when to hold them Know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough to count when the deal is done. Hey, let me get back to my rescue story here. So... At the motel, at the Super 8, I called this man up. He said he was a property manager. Make a long story short, as I sat there with him, the price went up. It didn't go up by $50. It went up by 100 He said... 
yeah, I got a house. You want to go look at it? I went and looked at it. We we went and looked at the house. And then he said, you got this? I said, yeah. He said, you got that? Every time he said that, it went up by 100. So I just looked at him. He looked at me. We made a deal. I signed the lease. He wanted, uh, I asked him about buying the house. He said, well, the owner don't want to want to sell for a while, but, you know, so I said, okay, I, I, I signed a um, two-year lease. Let me lease it for two years with an option. Now, he knew the owner, owner had to be a doctor. The doctor just had the, had the house. It was the doctor's house. Um, and... The address of the house was 2200 Druid. Listen to me. D R U I D, Druid Lane. I say, God, I can't find no other house. This house is on Druid Lane, God. I said, Lord, the Druids were witches. He said, No, they weren't witches. They were the secret society. I said, okay, God. He said, take the house. I took the house. The house is a lovely house. Make no mistake about it. My first visitor was a witch. The witch came to the house. The witch wanted to see, and the witch saw all my stuff. Like, I hadn't even unpacked. I just set it down. And I told you God sent crack addicts, former crack addicts and present crack addicts to move me. They had a moving business. And I got them through those U-Haul movers. And I was glad to have them too. Make no mistake about it. Because I done run five or six rehabs. And I know how to deal with addicts. Some of my best friends are former addicts. So I go to this really nice neighborhood by by the college, <clears throat> by the college, and and then all the neighbors came out and kind of watched me a little while. Well, I didn't know at that moment, but one of my neighbors was the guy who's the manager of the convention center who I met when I rented the convention center for the prayer and his mama. And, and I didn't know that they were spirit-filled believers, and I didn't know that half of that street was all Christian spirit-filled believers. So I rented this house on Druid Lane. And what you don't know is that coming out of uh, – South Carolina, I encountered pure hell. Because South Carolina is the is a lot of people don't realize it, but it's the hoodoo capital of the world. And I I've had them line my streets with voodoo ornaments. I've had them come in the middle of the crossroads and try to curse my ministry. But you see, I wasn't the one because I always know that nobody did for me what Jesus did for me when he delivered me and took and I and took me through that exorcism. 
So I'm not the one to mess with. See, I know him for myself. I've known him in overcoming and overcoming and overcoming. But also, like Kenny Rogers, you got to know when to fold him. You got to know when to hold him. You got to know when to walk away, and you got to know when to run. (laughs) So here I am in Dolphins. The witch pretended like she was coming for deliverance. But she was coming because she wanted to know what kind of power I had, if I had any power, and if I was going to come on their side. Are you hearing me this morning? Well, I made my position clear. I cast out demons, and I'm going to cast out demons until the Lord comes, or I go home to be with the Lord first. But I knew I needed to go look up, and I needed to study these Druids. Because you see, Druids have and maintain a secret society. But I didn't know that there was one person that I had left behind that was a member of a secret society and that had joined a secret society. But they were in the Rastacruchians. So the spirit in them through the Rastacruchians had been working against me all the time. But you know what, brothers and sisters? I learned a long time ago that when I made my decision for Jesus, when Jesus delivered me, I made my decision around uh, 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 five or six. Got baptized in the Baptist church. But But when I went to college, I veered away from it because I began to adapt to intellectualism. Spirit of intellectualism. I got delivered from that. That was another one of the first things I got delivered from. So anyway, here I am. I got one enemy already coming in. I got stuff working in my own household against Christ. And I'm sitting in the living room and I'm seeing the spirits trafficking in my house (laughs) that I'm just moving into. And I said, oh no, these devils got to go. But then, as I'm traveling around Dalton, I see the woodsman. Uh Uh-oh. Druids, woodsman. I said, but God's still pouring this oil out, this Bible. then God had already told me, I want you to move up there under an open heaven. I got your back. I said, okay. So, let me tell you what I had to fight and live through. That was before I got the healing home. And the reason I went on and got the healing home is because somebody had come to the ministry for healing, and they said they were going to And I wanted them. I wanted them to, and that they were going to uh, oversee and run the healing home for me. Brothers and sisters, it didn't happen. I have had so many people tell me, "I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to work with you. I'm going to learn this ministry. I'm going to carry on." But you see, 
this ministry got fire in it, fire around it, and it will burn the hell out of you. So what generally happens, because my life is not normal, they can't take it. They can't take that fire. Because I am aware 24-7 of the devil. You see, when you encounter an exorcism, it's not like this lightweight stuff people talk about. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, brothers and sisters. Satan comes up out of you. And he becomes your individual adversary. Not because you did something, but because he does not want you to possess or have God activate or have you in demonstration of the power of God. See, that's what it's really all about. It's about a manifestation of the power of God. And you see, when you operate in and flow in a manifestation of the power of God, it humbles you. It doesn't make you want to jump up and I see demons all the time. What difference does it make? The only thing that matters to me is that they see me and that they see Christ in me. And believe me this, when they see Christ in you, you become their adversary, brothers and sisters. And that's the way it's supposed to be. So I'm realizing this area God has put me in was an area that had been dedicated, an area that had been owned by, the ground claimed by the Druids. Now, in case you don't know anything about the Druids, the Druids is where you get this um, picture of like Merlin the magician with the pointed hat and the white robe. Druids believe in animal sacrifice. Druids believe in um, fertility gods. Druids believe in, um, they generally used to, it ain't a whole bunch of info available about the Druids because the Druids were secret societies. And the Druids were Caucasian witchcraft. Now, I'm not making this up. You go study for yourself. Because the Druids come from Europe with a Celtic background. Meaning, you know, Celtic, the Irish, Scottish. And that's just how it was. So then I began to realize, okay, this area was, uh, was uh, built on Druidism with deep roots. And the Druids go back about 2,400 years or so. And uh, remember over there in England, they have Stonehenge. I don't know if you've ever seen it. But these rock formations, I actually went to Stonehenge when I was in college over there in uh, London, England. So they think that the Druids built Stonehenge, okay? But they don't know because they were that secret of a society. But what they do know is 
Druids do a rituals with mistletoe. Mistletoe to them is like an aphrodisiac, like a like that's how they make their potions. Look, druids are wizards. And they always have been wizards. And they are identified with wizardry. Alright? So they have these rituals that they do to missile missile with mistletoe and uh that. And I was wondering why mistletoe was growing on the, on that land, but I also know it's a beautiful house to sit on about. It sit on the corner, and I always know whoever ruled the corner ruled the neighborhood. So th- these are the things I look for uh, in a place where I, where God's gonna settle me forever. How whatever the time frame uh, it, it was gonna be. So it was on the corner. But brothers and sisters, Druids used poison. They concocted poisons. And uh, thank you, Jessica. Druid, priest, magician, soothsayer, and the ancient Celtic religion. So uh, here I am in the middle of, now ain't nobody else, they, they, they talking about witches and all this stuff, but they want to overlook the Druids because the people here, these Druids, are their ancestors. These Druids, brothers and sisters, that God put me in the middle of. You know why? Because when God takes you to your promised land, wherever it may be, you're going to have to fight to possess it, and you're going to have to fight to, uh, to take ownership. Now, you're saying, well, Erica, ownership for what? God sends you in to take ownership of the spiritual realm around you, brothers and sisters. I noticed. I've been seeing that. I've known a long time. People up here do clogging. People in Georgia clog a lot. Tennessee, too. That's those dances. Because I've had to cast them spirits out of people that come in through the dam. Okay? The Druids, brothers and sisters, practice human sacrifice. Whether it's true or not, I ain't got no Druids fast to tell me nothing. So, I'm in that house. I'm having to do warfare. I'm seeing all kinds of stuff happening. I'm not talking to anybody, just me and Jesus. And I'm fighting the spirit of Druidism the whole time. And I'm still preaching to you every day. God, see, the more you pray, the more God reveals himself to you in a manifestation of power. Because the Bible says, where sin abounds, there doth grace abound much more. So I'm saying it was hard for me. People say, where you live, Erica? I give them. Then I get the offer. I give them any address but Druid Lane. And some things I just had to put it on there. Knowing that when I gave them that address, the war was going to escalate. I was going to have to fight even more. Why? Because... The minute I came into agreement with my address, 
That means I came into agreement with the Druidism that was manifesting itself up through the earth, up through the dirt, up through the land. That meant every time I walked, every time I drove the car up the driveway, I had to be mindful of the spirit of Druidism. See? So that's why a lot of times people come to me whining and crying and, you know, I'm like, man, you know, I want to, look, get real. Get real. You ain't doing this for God. You're doing this to try to get yourself right. So God can put you somewhere where he can really use you. You see, those same Druids fought against the Romans. Those same Druids constitute a background for them people in, in L.A. going to that grove they go to. These Druids covered their altars with the blood of their captives. These Druids fight a very high level of spiritual warfare. And guess what? Until those Druids are brought under subjection, you can do whatever you want to. Until God sends somebody in there, that's what I was talking to Brother Robert about something, and you write, Jessica, they use circles. Circles and goddesses and white robes. They use <clears throat> elementals. See, there's a difference between Druids and Wiccans. Druids make up love potions. Druids cast spells and appear they call it um, folklore. They call it, uh, uh, well, that's just the way it is up here in these mountains, they say. These Druids were high-level magicians. They believed in, I, I don't want to get into it, but they believed in Druid magic. Magic. They were alchemists, chemists, brothers and sisters. And guess what? That religion has been revived today. And it is a secret religion. It is a secret society. So as I'm there, it got to a point where, really and truly, I, I, I did not want to be in that house anymore. But I knew I had to wait until the Lord finished using whatever spiritual uh, war tactics <clears throat> by having me in the house on the land. But I want to tell you something. You see, this is the most important thing right here. Druids teach and Druids believe 
that in this world, there's a physical level and there's a spiritual level. And Druids are well acquainted, brothers and sisters, with spiritual witchcraft. Are you hearing me? So that's how these, some of these people have run preachers out of here. That's how they could get to a man and when God tell a man don't do something and God manifests himself through oil coming out of a Bible. These Druidic witches, these Druidic witches could come together and seek and cause the failure of a man or a woman through any level of darkness in them. So what you mean? What you mean? Is the is the blog talk still going? The level of darkness, brothers and sisters, is greed, jealousy, an unpure heart. Anything that can operate on a spiritual level that they can get together and cause a manifestation to oppose the plans and the purposes of God our Father. And that's what they did. That's what they did. But I'm here to tell you this morning, I stayed there. And I fought. And those spirits fought back. But I can tell you this. Man has not seen what God has prepared for us if we just stand. Sometimes you got to run to catch your breath, but run back into the fight and win. I can tell you this morning, ain't no rock gonna cry out in my place. Ain't no devil gonna displace or dispel me from God's virtue. Ain't no demon gonna steal nothing that belongs to God from me. God wants you to be able God told me in a still, small voice, I'm going to put you under open heaven. I got your back. And you see, ain't no armor for your back. God said he'll be your rear reward. But you're going to have to stand it out. If you got to crawl it out, if you got to cry it out, stand. You're going to have to stand. You're going to have to declare, Jesus is Lord. And you're going to have to mean it. You're going to have to live it. But it ain't permanent. It ain't 
turn that out. They couldn't take Ted out. Because my dog belongs to Jesus. They were going to try to take my dog as a sacrifice. Let me tell you something. It didn't work. That's why I didn't bring you to my house. That's why I took you to the healing home. I took you to my office. I took you to the hotel. Because I was fighting some of the most hellish, evil demons in existence. And I didn't want you to be hurt. Because I knew you weren't strong enough to take it. God knew you weren't strong enough to take it. I wouldn't take you to my house. That's why. Now I can tell you the rest of the story. Why can you tell me now, Erica? I'm out. I'm out. I am free. I am free. I am free from that bondage. I finished my assignment. And God loosed me. I'm free from that. God has given me a place of refuge. And from the day, in case you didn't know it, from the day God gave me this church, I haven't left it. I haven't left it. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. But I can tell you, by experience, you've got to win. Because ain't no failure. Ain't no failure in Jesus Christ. You don't win by running your big fat mouth. You win by using your mouth as a weapon of war, quoting the word of God and understanding ain't no failure in Christ. And stop thinking you got to know everything. You don't have to know everything. You just got to know the one that knows everything. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus is in the process of making you. So guess what? Got an anointing. Spread over Druidism. Spread over necromancy. Spread over spiritual witchcraft. Yay! Yay, Jesus! Sometimes somebody got to go in and possess the land. Everybody isn't anointed for the same work. But I can assure you of one thing. If you're affiliated with this ministry, you're anointed for winning spirit warfare. Spiritual warfare is one 
by defeating evil, foul, unclean spirits. And one of the chief weapons that your enemy uses is witchcraft spirits. And many, many, many different levels, different shapes, and different forms. But if you yield your spirit, your soul, and your body to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he'll take you in and he'll bring you out. And when you come out, you're going to be stronger than before you went in. Thank you. 